0: It's been a long time.
1: Mike's daily Podcast. It's been
0: such a long long time since I did Mike's
1: daily podcast
0: at cafe anyway somewhere in podcastro valley 10 the last place on earth i haven't bought you a show for you lately it's been a difficult time to do the show for you and to come up with a rhyme and i just haven't had the you know mike's daily podcast inspiration none and what's even less inspiring is when i don't do a podcast for a whole week i get even more downloads yeah i get even more listens what is that about is that supply and demand i don't know sometimes i'm just why i picked a bad idea i picked a daily podcast i put it in the title. Years and years and years ago Such as that It has now gotten to F- F- episode 2611 2611 today From Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcast Revalyton So sometimes uh, You know I'm not going to blame anybody It's part of me wanting to live life And lately Work Work has been consuming my life and I'm starting to feel like I need to maybe change things up a little bit, maybe change things up with this podcast, maybe blow up cafe anyway, start all over. I don't know. Cafe, I don't know, but it it's just been one of those couple of days. Well, this whole week I've been just deep in thought. I gave the name podcast, Mike's Daily Podcast, to the show years and years ago, because I like the idea of podcasts. When I first
1: and here's today's podcast picture.
0: Encountered them. Oh, it's patches. Patches the cat. We have. I got a nice little message sent to me on Instagram from my friend Christy, and she was showing somebody who had gotten to be good friends with a stray cat, a feral cat that moved in. And now the cat is like as close as can be. It's practically a house cat. That's a similar story to Patches. Although the late, great Basil the Boxer probably would not have approved. He would have chased Patches away. And probably had chased Patches away because we don't really know how long Patches has been coming around the house. But so Patches is doing well. He doesn't let me pick him up, but he lets me pet him. He comes in, he plays with our house cat Rocky. We've had Rocky since October. Patches has adopted us, he adopted us about two years ago. So I came up with the name podcast, Mike's Daily Podcast. Cause I'm Mike and I thought the idea of doing something daily In the podcast world Since I'd done that in radio I'd done a daily radio show I thought let's do it In the podcast world But I have run into so much Resistance because nobody really knows Mike,
1: it's Mikey Feikey It it just does
0: not seem like The average Joe Can understand what a podcast is They get all confused So I think it behooves us To go as far back as we can All the way to Ben Hammersley In The Guardian In 2004 And this article is almost 20 years old Next year it'll be 20 years old And he wrote the following He called this article The Audible Revolution And I believe this is before Audible.com got kicked off And that became a juggernaut Got bought by Amazon and Yeah, huge Okay So it says Online radio is booming Thanks to iPods Are iPods even around anymore? No I think it's all just been moved to the iPhone Thanks to iPods Cheap audio software And web blogs Do you remember web blogs? That's W-E-B-L-O-G-S So is it a blog? That's basically what they were saying That that was before the term blog really took off But we called them web Web logs Shortened to blogs And they call those things on YouTube Video blogs Or travel vlogs Now taking the B away And just making it a vlog With the benefit of hindsight It all seems quite obvious MP3 players Yes, mp3 players Do you know what those are? (laughs) This podcast Will be mixed down to an mp3 As all my podcasts are It is a Type of audio format Created by Germans Which makes it So that you don't have to have A whole lot of data To have audio You can listen to this And basically just the basic information is saved so that it can be easier for you to listen to this podcast anywhere. Streaming it, listening it on any of the numerous platforms. Maybe you even download it. But we were calling them MP3 players back then. And MP3 players, it says like Apple's iPod in many pockets. Audio production software, cheap or free. And web logging, Or blogging And estimate an established part of the internet All the ingredients are there for a new boom In amateur radio But what to call it? Audio blogging? Question mark? Nope, we didn't end up really calling this audio blogging Such a Or Yeah Too many syllables, I think Podcasting? Ding, 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 ding That's what we called it he offers another suggestion Guerrilla Media? <laughs> Christopher Leiden, Ex-New York Times And National Public Radio Journalist Said And he apparently A pioneer in the field said It's an experiment really Everything is inexpensive The tools are available Everyone has been saying Anyone can be a publisher Anyone can be a broadcaster Let's see if that works Well it did work in that anybody now to this day can blog or vlog or wait, what's the word? Podcast. For some, they don't wanna do, get too complicated with it. They just get on TikTok and they record a short thing. Cause it's the easiest, easiest, lame-brained, least amount of brain power possible and energy. It's the lazy way. TikTok Montana knows They banned it As we go outside A cafe anyway We're bringing you Mike's daily podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valley To the last place On earth Look at it So nice outside Now People still blogging We don't really Call it blog Now There was Twitter Twitter is like a form Of microblogging, And that to this day You know how big That is And Facebook to some extent. Instagram is like microblogging, but mainly focusing on pictures and now video. Well, it's been doing video for quite a while. So, vlogging probably there. That word would fit. So, Christopher Linden, his programs, downloadable from his web blog or web blog or blog, are interviews with web bloggers. Internet pioneers, and more recently politicians as the American presidential election campaign gained speed. Oh yeah, this was around the time. Oh my gosh, 2004, that's right. That's that's when I got married, yikes. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was Bush versus Kerry. So, interesting. When I spoke to him, says Ben Hammersley. Lyndon was in Iowa reporting for his website from the caucus. With no publisher to appease, no editor to report to, and an abundance of cheap tools, he says he feels unleashed to work directly with his audience. This, he says, is something that newspapers can only dream about. They all have institutional envy of this. By combining the intimacy of his voice the interactivity of a web blog, and the convenience and portability of an MP3 download, Lyndon's work seems to take the best of all worlds, and not just for the listener. The ability to broadcast out and have the internet top back to them, Lyndon says, is very appealing to journalists, professional hack and web blogger alike. It's an approach to a different kind of radio My feeling is that traditional media in America is stuck Let's think of a new kind of media What's interesting though Is we have not lost the old media It's still around Now however All old media uses the new media Uses podcasts If you do a radio talk show You're going to podcast NPR Constantly promotes its podcasts And puts podcasts on its radio shows Oh wait but I stand corrected Audible did exist Audible.com Many people are seeing the internet as a medium that can garner a great deal of feedback says Jonathan Corson director of public relations for audible.com Audible is an American company which started off selling downloadable audiobooks but now Corson says its fastest growing market isn't books but downloadable radio programs They sell subscriptions to recordings of many popular daily American national talk radio shows, and even to read aloud versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. The freedom given to the listener of being able to choose when and where to listen to their favorite program is proving extremely popular. Add to that, add that to the feedback fostered by the increasingly online savvy leadership that are searching these things out and you have a potent mix. Liberating the listener from time and space and allowing them to talk back to the program makers is one thing. Liberating the program makers is even better. You can get away from a lot, you can get away with a lot more on the internet. Interesting. And it mentions here, uh, Susie Bright, the American sex writer has a downloadable weekly show. I don't know what Happened to her Oh wow It mentions live journal I think I still have A live journal account And then there was Something called Oddblog A-U-D-B-L-O-G Who People can create Audio postings To Oh wow Now it mentions All kinds of The blogger web blog Which that became Blogspot Which is owned by Google Hmm. Dang, there's all kinds of stuff mentioned in this article that I don't think exists anymore. And there's. uh, This nightmare of a show. Hi there, Mike. How are you? Okay. I'm sorry, I got slightly stunned. Live and loco. 6,000 radio shows from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Oh, that was on a website called RUSC.com Huh I wonder if that still exists Oh Here's a radio person Back in 2004 That was using podcasts Dave Graveline Presents Into Tomorrow On on Miami 610 W-I-O-D-A-M Or Or On your iPod via Graveline.com Okay Wow Well That's on theguardian.com You gotta search in their archives Go back to 2004 And you'll find that article Or you can go to the Wikipedia page For just type in podcasts And it tells you all about that And Adam Curry And all the people involved with getting podcasting off the ground Such as it is I have never made any money off of this I enjoy doing it But Is it a medium That will ever excel radio Or excel other mediums Nah, I don't know And people make a bunch of money on YouTube Till they get deplatformed Or something tragic happens to them A lot of people It seems like video bloggers End up With some sort of Horrible demise At some point But I'll keep podcasting For now Hopefully we can get This podcast back Daily again As for People making money With the stuff they do The creativity they do Keanu Reeves Has Had a nice big Thing happen to him And that is He hit a major Box office milestone Thanks to his John Wick franchise While the last few years Have seen Keanu Reeves uh, Have a couple of various roles Like Ted Logan and Neo And then uh, Bill and Ted Face the music Oh and The Matrix Resurrections Respectively Arguably the biggest way He stood out over the last decade Has been leading has been leading the John Wick franchise. This, according to cinemablend.com. Um, across four movies, moviegoers have watched the title Assassin eliminate all sorts of enemies in the criminal underworld he'd previously left behind. And thanks to the performance of John Wick Chapter 4, this franchise has finally crossed the $1 billion mark. This is the second Keanu Reeves Led franchise To cross One billion As four Matrix movies Have collectively Pulled in 1.793 Billion So over 1.7 billion Dollars The John Wick Franchise Has has certainly Come a long way From its humble Roots As the first Movie was made Off a budget Between 20 to 30 million And drew in 86 million Dollars Worldwide And speaking of celebrities With a lot of money Jay-Z and Beyonce Ended up buying The most expensive house Ever In California Ever For 200 million dollars And that's such a big story That my computer froze But There you go And there was one other story here. Oh, BoBert. The The lady who you all love uh is getting a divorce after I think being married twelve years. And there was a bit of controversy. Seventeen years, wow. Jason, so apparently her husband Jason was served the divorce papers by a server. And the server claims that He was cleaning his gun Jason was And that he sicked the dogs on the server On the process server And he was drinking a beer out of a glass To which Bobert said Nope, all that is false Because he doesn't drink out of a glass He wouldn't even He certainly wouldn't drink Bud Light And that's a slam against Bud Light For all the woke stuff they've been lambasted for recently and then she said I've got uh, footage from our house security camera showing that the dogs were not set loose on them and the dogs were outside when the server pulled up they never showed aggression towards him nor did he appear afraid of them I don't really so a lot of divorces that I've heard take place When people try to keep it on the nice-nice They'll like talk about it and say, Hey, I'm bringing the papers over today And the other person, okay And they try and work it out like that When you hire a server That kicks the whole thing up to a little more aggressive level A little scarier level And now we're talking lawyers This will probably not be Finished This divorce With a mediator This is probably going to have High priced lawyers And it may get ugly Just the fact that a server Is being involved From what I've seen In my life When servers are involved There's a great Scene In the Was it the television show? Yes Fireflies Which we haven't even discussed Fireflies on this podcast yet Firefly Lane rather Not the great Sci fi TV show. Oh, the Catherine Heigl, Heigl uh, Sarah Chalky thing. I guess I talked a little bit about it, about how Sarah Chalky could lend her E to Catherine Heigl's last name because it seems like it's missing an E. That, oh my gosh, that show has such a sad ending. Such a beautiful, sad, sad ending, which is so true to life. In the world of Sickness And having to deal with cancer And losing someone to cancer Oh, I won't go into it too much Just that it It really tore my heart out It was very sad And the actors All did a fantastic job I liked it But Especially how the last scene was done The last couple scenes Wow Oh, that's right In the show I can talk about this Catherine Heigel is being served papers. I forget what it's for if it's something it's some something to do I think with the entertainment industry and somebody suing her I think. But so cuz she plays like a really popular talk show host on TV and she so she's getting this getting served and then the person goes, "Oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan. Here are your papers. Can I get a picture with you?" And that to me is what servers are These process servers are like I don't know Maybe you're a process server But I don't really have the highest opinion of them But there you go And oh boy I wish I could read a little bit more About this Jay-Z and Beyonce story About them buying the most expensive house Oh it's in Malibu There we go That's probably why it's so expensive Probably has a beautiful ocean view Uh, It was designed by Japanese architect Taito Ando Who is notably also working on a house for rapper Kanye West This according to HollywoodLife.com It is the most expensive home ever sold in the Golden State And the second most expensive in the United States Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z scored an amazing deal as the Malibu property was originally listed for another $95 million more than what they paid. The home was also designed and built by art collector William Bell, who spent almost 15 years creating the all-concrete mansion. Not only does the home feature what appears to be multiple pools, but it also boasts a massive driveway for plenty of cars. They apparently also bought a expensive home in 2017 in Bel Air. That's... And for those of you who don't know, Bel Air is pretty far inland from the ocean. It's high up, has beautiful views of Los Angeles, but it is... Also, kind of in the the hills, and you've got a lot of threat uh, threat of well, there's a lot of threat in Malibu of wildfires, but yeah, so you're 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 in the wilderness almost in Bel Air, but they bought that one for eighty eight million dollars, and now it's worth over one hundred million dollars. Oh, interesting. So outside a cafe, anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Where today is National Streaming Day So yes Podcasting, streaming Listening to the internet Listening to radios on the internet Thanks to streaming And of course watching Movies and TV shows Thanks to streaming All of that That's what they honor today On this day That I am recording this For you today Oh look who's here outside a cafe anyway Hello, Mega my Masters, my the one. I have
1: a very big house. Ooh.
0: Oh, wow, you never invited me to it. Is it made out of concrete? Yes. Does it have a beautiful view of the ocean? Yes. Does it have a UFO landing pad? No. Well, there's food for thought. Look who else is here. Hello, Dave, Mike. This is Valentino, the And it's a bison Bentley. Do you know Mike, we heard you had a nice barbecue in PodCastro Valley yesterday.
1: Yeah,
0: you were barbecuing. Do you know that? Yes, I was. I was doing a cool little... uh, I guess I was cooking... I cooked some meat. It was chicken. Uh, Some boneless, skinless chicken breasts and these... Sausages they sell at Costco That are made out of chicken But got all kinds of stuff in them Like artichokes And garlic And jalapenos And all kinds of crazy stuff But What I really was working on Was I had a metal tray That I only use for cooking With coal What I'm cooking in the on the, the Weber Well it's not a Weber grill It's a Weber ripoff But I love getting that smoky flavor and everything. I'll throw some squash in this little pan that that's made specific because and you gotta you gotta have a pan designated specifically for the grill because it's the bottom is gonna get so full of soot you're never gonna be able to get that soot out but. If you you could reuse it, if you clean out the inside, it's just the soot's never going to come off. So you just make that part of the, and that you eventually throw out this thing. But maybe you use a one-use type pan, like a turkey pan. Like wouldn't though you get that? uh, What do you call it? It's the the foil thing that you throw the turkey in. One of those, but it's disposable. One of those things. Anyway cafe anyway I made something really delicious with it It was really fun It was nice to be outside The weather's been nice It hasn't been too hot But here we are We're, we're in May Mid May Almost the end of May What the heck? And my lovely lady friend and I were discussing this What has happened to the time? It has just, it's just What? Summer is almost here and everybody's taking vacations now. And I'm working harder than ever at work because everybody's taking time off and I need time off more than anybody. I need some serious time off because I am really burnt out at this point. Really burnt out. Oh, any little thing sets me off. Any kind of incompetence, any kind of, Mike, can you take care of this for me? It sets me off. I go crazy. And then I take it out on you because I don't do a podcast. Because I just get so, ugh. And I just want to spend more time with my lovely lady friend and my cats and uh, uh, just being away from taking a nice walk, getting out there. And podcasting is the last thing on my mind. So there you go. But today I will do a podcast, possibly do one tomorrow. I'm going to wrap up the podcast with a segment called Let's Go Back. With Matthews. Let's Let's go go back back with with Matthews. Matthews. Yes, once upon a time, I was on the radio doing a daily show on the radio. The impetus for Mike's daily podcast. Hey, I'll keep doing something daily like I did on the radio. And this was a show I did called The Santa Fe Cafe. Did it Monday through Friday, weeknights on a country station called Kehe in Ventura. And here's a little bit of it from 20 years ago. Let's listen, shall we? If this thing plays.
1: 100.7 K-H-A-Y. This is Matt Michaels. I'm at the k Santa Fe Cafe.
0: Oh, by the way, I went by the name Matt Michaels. I flipped my name around back then. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I didn't even say the big thing. Just before I hit play on that, I got to talk this week. Oh. See, this is why I should do the podcast more often. Stuff happens to me every day that is, I think, pretty interesting. When, what, what, in what, who, what, in what world is it that you would talk to David Foster? Now, perhaps you work in the music industry and you, oh yeah, David Foster and me are good friends. Well, I've never talked to David Foster. And... I know who the heck David Foster is. And I've enjoyed some of his music over the years that he produced. If there were no David Foster, you would have no song by Chicago called You're the Inspiration or You're a Hard Habit to Break or Everybody Needs a Little Time Away. Or you wouldn't have the tubes. She's a beauty. She's one in a million, girl. One in a million, girl. Why would I lie? You wouldn't have talked to you later. I'll just see you around. She won't even miss me when she's gone. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to... So keep that in the back of your mind. That's a little tease for what's going to happen in about
1: 40 seconds. So here's... And the cafe question tonight having to do with weddings. And sometimes uh, things go slightly, uh, they're not always perfectly how you thought them. Sometimes they are for a few people. But most people I know have had at least one or two interesting things go right. Like, I don't know, the cake showed up late, or the, the preacher showed up drunk, or something to that effect. And we are finding those out from you. and Oh! Look who's uh, here. It's the disgruntled fiddle player. I might tell you what, I can't find my fiddle. Sure. No, really, I can't. He's gone. You know, DFP, some people, the reason why things turn up missing in their lives is because subconsciously they want to lose them. Yeah, stop with that psychological (laughs) I I lost it. You gotta help me find it. First, I gotta play Shadaisi's new on Mine. All Mine. See, what I was
0: insinuating there was the disgruntled fiddle player, since he hates his fiddle, he lost it, which he would agree with me today. I think he was on, yeah, he was on the last podcast, if you want to hear him. F-episode, F-F-F-episode 2600, 2600, 2600. There, you know what? I said it multiple ways. And you know what? The rodeo's going on. And he and his wife, Benita, the rodeo queen, are probably there at the rodeo there, Rowell Ranch, in between Dublin and Podcastro Valley. So, the point is that when I got married in 2004, and a, and a friend of mine just got married yesterday, uh, things do go wrong. In my particular instance, well, A, the whole marriage ended up not happening. I mean, the the wedding happened, but the marriage... And the marriage lasted for almost a decade, not quite, but you know, I'm still friends with the ex and that's all cool. Uh, I don't think I'm going the Lauren Beaubert route, but yes, it's tough. It's hard and you know, I'm not a marriage therapist. I'm actually dating a marriage therapist. My lovely lady friend is. And she, it's just, you know, communication, a lot is involved in healing a marriage And work needs to be done. And unfortunately, that work was not done to the level that myself or my ex-wife were able to do. The upside is she's happy now. She's in a good marriage now. She has two kids now. And she went in a good direction. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for myself because I'm happy with my lovely lady friend and my cats. But... Uh, ultra ultra interesting thing is that the way that started <laughs> uh I mentioned David Foster okay I'll, I'll play you the little David Foster the little interaction I had with him in just a moment now one little more piece of this thing from 20 years ago before I was married about two years before I got married I recorded this <laughs>
1: It's another stupendous K.A. Santa Fe Cafe regular. What song? Goodbye Says It All. By Blackhawk? Yes. That's a great song. I, I rather enjoy it. That was their first big hit song there. That's right. That's right. And is that out to somebody? Are you saying sayonara adios to someone? Oh, no, no. I just, I just like the song. I haven't heard it in a while. They're
0: great. Of course, we lost Ben Stevenson. Yeah, I know. That's sad. Six, five, oh. Yeah. Goodbye says a great 90s, uh, well, kind of rock, but they were more country. They were known as a country band, and that was the band known as Blackhawk. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so here we go. I did talk to... And speaking of well-known producers like David Foster, um, Henry Paul, who was in Black Hawk, was actually good friends with uh, Shania Twain's ex, Mutt Lang, and they worked on an album with the group called The Outlaws years previous. But here's the producer that I got to talk to, and since I'm a huge music nerd, I had to talk to him about one of his songs. And this happened the this week The chorus to talk to you later by the tubes Has always hit me it, The way it comes out of that song yeah. I was always amazed by that Talk to you later I love it because it's the very uh, It's the rock side of me Which doesn't get to be shown very often Because my music's pretty soft But thanks for pointing that out
1: But then the part of She isn't gonna miss me when she's gone That's me What? Yeah I saw Richard Marks perform
0: that when he first got started at a fair. And wow. I'm like, who does that song? I had I had to look it up because I guess he knew Fee Waybill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Richard Marks, actually, I introduced his wife to him. And I introduced him to Fee. So it's, you know, it's nice. the little circle. Nice little circle. Wow. Yeah, I never do that. Did you that David Foster introduced Richard Marx to his wife? I guess that would have been the first wife. I'm not sure if it's uh, he got remarried though. I think. And then Fee Waybill of the lead singer of the Tubes met Richard Marx through David Foster. And I got to see years later Richard Marx performing the song "Talk to You Later," which I had no idea. I had not heard that that song. I guess was not getting played a whole bunch. On the radio, just like on rock radio, so I I somehow missed it, but yes, there you go. And by the way, that was recorded on David Foster's phone, not the tubes. Talk to you later, but the uh, little interaction you just heard, that was on his phone. He was listening to me through some kind of a Zoom call.
1: All right, one more, shall we? One more. Here we go. Going into the basement. We're at the Keihei Santa Fe Cafe. We're going into the basement. It's dark. It's dingy. Slightly scary. And it's the brewmaster. Hello, brewmaster. Hello up there, Matt. The first dish that I ever made was a root beer cake. No way! Yeah, and I ran out of root beer, so I used a little sarsaparilla. Whoa! Then I ran out of sarsaparilla, and I had to use a little cheese. Uh huh. Yeah! It was good! I'll take your word for it. It's Winona!
0: Aw, Winona Chad. David Foster also produced Celine Dion, Josh Groban, Barbara Streisand, Michael Bublé, uh, some, uh, I think Tony Braxton as well. Just, um, uh, oh, Uh, Heart to Heart Kenny Loggins Michael McDonald uh, Forever by Kenny Loggins a big old power ballad used to love that song yeah so David there was so much I could talk to David Foster about but I wasn't the interviewer I was just the engineer behind the scenes but he seemed extremely nice and I'm very nervous the whole time because I'm recording it right and I'm thinking wow he's he's the ultimate recorder he's recorded these albums so I have to really bring up my game because this guy, the, he's the master of recording. And he, I at one point said to him, hey, I'm recording on Adobe Audition. And he he said, "Ooh, yeah, I, I, I don't like Adobe Audition, which I found very interesting as an audiophile nerd person. The, yeah, I have to now I forget what he liked, particularly he probably likes Pro Tools. I'll have to look that up. Somewhere, He was really nice. He gave me the entire recording that we did with him off of his phone, which did not sound very good. It, you heard the quality that it sounded like in the little bit that I played you, but that was very nice of him to send that to me, and I hope uh, all goes well with him and his life and his future. And married to the lovely Kathy McPhee, who, when... She was just getting started. She signed an autograph for me. I wasn't there when she signed the autograph, but she sent it to me because I was working at a radio station that was playing one of her songs at the time. And that little autograph got destroyed in the atmospheric river last year, thanks to the big deluge of New Year's Eve 2022. But then I got to meet her husband. So that was pretty cool. And this is the end of the podcast, which is pretty cool. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Tell all your friends. Call me if you'd like to chime in about anything we covered today. 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it's Frank.
1: Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at com. Email Mike now at mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.